Hello and welcome to Travel Stories with Mosh, the first travel podcast in the Middle East. I'm your host Moshmi, travel blogger and broadcast journalist, and in this podcast, I'll be talking to some incredible travel enthusiasts who take us on a journey to some of the most fascinating places by sharing their travel stories. From breathtaking landscapes and cities to diverse cultures and cuisines, our special guests share their most unforgettable travel experiences while also giving away some of their not so happy encounters, what's hot on their list, and lots, lots more. So join me as we embark on this journey together to explore, experience, and connect with the world around us. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories with Mosh. Last week we spoke a lot about art and culture with our guests and how it influences travel for us. We also spoke quite a bit about my home country India which is always fascinating to go back to. India is so diverse and there is so much to explore that one trip in your lifetime will never be enough to see and experience it all. In fact, being Indian myself, there are still many parts of the country that I am yet to explore and I truly aim to do that in the near future. In today's episode, we'll be talking to a remarkable guest whose journey in life took an exciting turn when she followed her lifelong passion for fitness. Tina Wade is the owner of Reset Fitness in Dubai, which is a functional training boutique studio concept that caters to all fitness levels. Tina has been a gymnast since the age of five, but life took her around many different countries, especially around the Middle East and Europe, when she pursued a career in hospitality. But one thing always remained a constant in her life, fitness. Tina's life is a unique blend of travel, hospitality and fitness. So let's dive straight in and listen to her stories. Tina Wade, welcome to this episode of Travel Stories with Mosh. And I'm really excited to get a little deeper into your life and discover what is that one thing that has always kept you motivated as far as fitness is concerned. Thank you so much, Mosh, for having me. It's wonderful to be here. As you already mentioned in your introduction, I was a gymnast from the age of five. And I think the fact that at such a young age, I got into this routine on a daily basis to be active, to be fit. It just was ingrained in me and, mm -hmm. and it basically kept going all through my life. Mm -hmm. And I think I can even see this mirrored in my children now. I've got two boys mm -hmm. and they're very active. In fact, I was just thinking that I choose my travel destinations based on what kind of fitness or workout opportunities are there right? Whereas, you know, maybe for other people, this becomes a chore. Yeah. We will choose destinations we travel to and then accommodation mm -hmm. and check what kind of opportunities are there? You know, what's the gym like? What equipment do they have? Do they do classes? Is there maybe a tennis court? Can I go for a run? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes even a walk on the beach yeah. is lovely. Yeah. You know, even that is exercise mm -hmm. as well. How wonderful. Um, so that's really your way of life. You actually yes. don't even yeah. think about it. You don't think fitness to be a chore, like you said, you know, it, it just comes very naturally to yeah. you because it's been always ingrained in you. And that's really your way of life. And that's how very your entire so. family is yeah. now. 
So yes. you have just come back from Tobago. I have indeed. And the Caribbean is yes. so exciting. Yes. So tell me about a trip. It was quite a journey to mm-hmm. be traveling from mm-hmm. Dubai via the UK and then mm-hmm. onto the Caribbean. It's a long way to go, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Tobago was really interesting, actually. We went to Tobago and then St. Lucia. We actually were lucky enough to experience two mm-hmm. islands uh, on this trip. Tobago is, if you're looking for a place that is a little bit stuck in the 80s, if you Mm -hmm. want, right? It's very, very laid back. It's not modern at all. It's really like you go back to basics, you just chill out. It's all about chilling. Literally, everybody there is just chilling. Chilling. Yes, that's the word. (laughs) It was a real chill vibe, which was wonderful. It was also beautiful. It's got this really typical tropical look, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got your beaches, you've got your palm trees that Mm -hmm. are leaning a little bit with the coconuts, right? And the sand is beautiful, as most islands in the Caribbean will have an Atlantic side and then obviously the Caribbean Mm -hmm. side. So the beaches and the coastal lines are very different. Mm. We did take a little trip up the east coast of Tobago, which is very hilly, first of all, Mm. lots of cliffs, you know, very different vibe than on the other side, which is more sort of for the relaxation. So it was an exciting trip. Chilling. <laughs> when you're describing Tobago, I'm reminded of Jamaica because mm-hmm. that's the feeling I got when I was in Jamaica. Everyone's chilling. Everybody's chilling. Everyone's chilling. I mean, it was really... Um, but the people are so nice there. People are lovely, mm. very friendly. So, you know, when we come to our travel stories here... Where are you taking us today on a journey? We went a little bit to Tobago. Yes. But we want to go on a nice, proper journey with you. Yeah, I think, you know, the place that we call our happy place, Mm -hmm. aside from Dubai, which is our home, is Portugal. Over the last three years, and in fact, it started during COVID. That's the first time we traveled as a family to Portugal. So we did Lisbon. And the last three years in the summer, we've been going to the Algarve mm-hmm. and specifically Quinta de Lago. And we go there in the summer really to escape the heat uh, in, from Dubai. Right. And we love the fact that it is warm, mm-hmm. but it isn't this uncomfortable heat Correct. that we get to experience here yeah. in the summer. You can still do the outdoors. Very much yeah. so. You can be yeah. outdoors. And again, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as I mentioned, like when we choose a place, mm-hmm. there have to be the sports facilities. Correct. So yeah. in Quinta de Lago, for example, there's a complex called the Campus. And the Campus is actually a sports complex that has tennis courts, paddle courts, running track, a full-size football pitch. Mm-hmm. Very important for mm-hmm. my boys who mm-hmm. are footballers. It has fitness class and a absolute state-of-the-art gym. Because actually, a lot of the English football clubs mm-hmm. use it as a training facility during the summers. But aside from that, I love the Portuguese people. They're mm-hmm. so lovely. Mm-hmm. We enjoy the place there. Great food, great wines, outdoor living. Mm-hmm. You're near the coast, so there is the option to go to the beaches. And there are plenty of outdoor activities that you can do. They've got lovely markets as well. So you can get these artisan markets, you get fish markets. I'm sure you do day trips around and you go around the area, around the coast. So just describe life there and why is it so wonderful and amazing for you to actually spend so many summers there? The area itself is quite a long stretch, right? Mm -hmm. So where we are is Quinta de Lago, which is very close to Faro Airport. However, to get all the way to the West Coast, I mean, you travel about an hour and a half to two hours. The last bigger city is Lagos. 
they've got some amazing coastal sort of areas where you can hop onto a little boat and they drive you around and you see the caves and they have names for each cave. And so, so basically you can actually look at it and you see like, oh yeah, that does look like a kitchen or mm-hmm. that does look like a fireplace. Yeah? Oh, amazing. So it, that's how they name the caves? Yes, that's how they name the caves. Wow. Uh, obviously in Portuguese and then they translate it. Yeah. Uh, so the caves, I, I really enjoyed that. There are wonderful restaurants as well. So mm-hmm. What a massive variety of restaurants, right? And again, a bit like in Dubai, you can get all kinds of cuisines, mm-hmm. but we quite like the ones which are visited mostly by the Portuguese. The so local. The local ones, yes. Yeah. I love so that. we found uh, about two or three of those actually within sort of easy driving distance from us. Now, the other thing, it's always fantastic when you drive down from Lisbon and you're just reaching sort of the coast and you go up onto the mountain and then it goes down oh, and, wow. and then you can see the Algarve basically spreading right in front of you. Of course, in Quinta del Lago, you know, there's a lot of irrigation going on because you have a lot of golf courses. Mm. So the landscaping there is really well looked after. So it is pretty and life is easy yeah life Life is is easy life is very easy yes positive vibes and all of that i can see the glitter in your eyes when you're talking about (laughs) quinta de lago (laughs) it's my happy place (laughs) it's my happy place so you know growing up of course you were born in germany and you grew up there but you moved around a little bit i know i did yeah, yeah so when you did that you know was there any particular place that kind of made you realize along the line Mm. that you actually love travel Mm. Do you know what? I actually studied in German, but the school that I was going to go to, I had to study in English. Now, mm. when you learn English at school, the level is not good enough for studying, right? Mm. So I needed to go somewhere first just to practice my English. So I went to New Zealand because my father had a friend in New Zealand or near Rotorua, which is sort of the middle of the North Island, the center of the North Island. Mm-hmm. And I stayed with them. Mm-hmm. So that was for me the chance to learn and speak English so that I would have a, a fluency that would allow me then to study in English. Yeah? Oh, wow. Rotorua, which is very well known for its sulfur gazers. Okay. Yeah? So it's very smelly there, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. People travel there because it's sightseeing. What I also did as part of this trip, mm-hmm. I was able to travel across the Northern Island in New Zealand. Now, the East Coast on the Northern Island is actually a wine region called Hawke's Bay. You Ooh. will find wines yeah. with the name of Hawke's Bay. Yeah. Some really good wines. Very good Mm -hmm. wines, yes. I would stay with friends who had a big farm. And then between the farms, they would use small aircraft to go from one place to the neighbors, basically. That's how big the farms were, right? Really? Yeah, sheep farms. So these are what, when you say, these like those small little Yes, like four-seater planes, right? And there you have these landing strips, like really, you know, I mean, not really an airport. Yeah, yeah, that was so much fun. I had... One of the best two months of my life because I was able to experience so many amazing things there, right? What a fabulous life. Yeah. So you would say that New Zealand was pretty much the first place that made you realize that you love travel. Yes. Yeah. And what a beautiful place. Okay. So I know that Quinta de Lago is Mm. your happy place. Yes. And of course, New Zealand is also bringing out all the smiles. Yeah. (laughs) But which would be your favorite destination and why do you think that one is your favorite? So I think my favorite destination for sure is Dubai. Um, Home? It is home, first of all. But also, you know, I feel that for many people, Dubai is a holiday destination. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they come here on holiday. Mm. We live here. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have this on offer. Of course, we're not constantly on holiday. I feel and you. And we have to work. <laughs> yeah. But 
you can make a conscious effort here. Yeah. You can go and you can buy a day pass on the weekend for one of the nice beaches. Or you've got the sunshine, you've got the pool, or your beach access, yeah. you've got help. The convenience of everything here, true, right? True. I don't know if you've mentioned Kafu to anybody before. I right? have, and people yeah. are shocked. Oh my God, yeah. like they can't believe this yeah. concept, yeah. right? And so and, can we tell the uh, listeners who are not probably in Dubai in, or UAE? Yeah, what is Kafu, right? What, what is Kafu? <laughs> yes, okay. So Kafu is a fabulous invention. <laughs> where, <laughs> Which makes our lives very basically, easy. <laughs> you never will ever need to go back to a petrol station in your life again. Exactly. Okay? So all you need to do is you take your phone, you park your car outside your house, you click on the app, you say, yes, I'd like yeah. to have my car filled up yeah. in the next two hours. Correct. Click yeah. and that's it. it. And they come. And all you need to remember is to open the fuel cap. It's petrol delivery. Uh, this Petrol delivery, home delivery. of your home, st- actually, not just to your doorstep, anywhere. And so, where would you find that? I mean, honestly. Nowhere in the world. Nowhere in the world. Yeah. And then look at the choice that we have. The Food. choices here, no matter what you're talking about, whether it be shopping, yeah. schools, food, sports, restaurants, yeah. right? Even museums. Yeah. It's brilliant. So we spoke about your happy place. We spoke about your favorite destination, which is Dubai. But is there a place that you do not really fancy going back to or any experience during your travels that have not made or left a very good mm. impression or memory? So it's funny because when you started the introduction for this episode, you were talking about India. I've only been once to India. I think I need to sort of like explore it a little mm. bit more, go a bit more in detail. It's definitely a place I would be hesitant to go back sure. because when we went, to be fair, we were looked after really well. We were in Mumbai for two nights mm. and our friends looked after us. And then we went on to Goa for mm-hmm. a wedding. Mm-hmm. That was the main reason we were actually going. And we were there for about four nights. Mm. Now, me being German and mm. quite organized yeah. and quite structured <laughs> and, you know, everything <laughs> needs to be clean. But I found it too busy, too chaotic, it really. Is, yeah, I think yeah. chaos is yeah. kind of a good yeah. word to yeah. describe it. And the one thing that really broke my heart a bit was seeing the old colonial buildings mm. being so dilapidated in, in Mumbai. Okay. Yeah. And I felt sad when I saw it because I was like, it is history. We yes. should preserve history. Yeah. Whether we agree with history at times, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. It is history. And I find it's important to mm. keep it there, yeah. right? And make sure that we look after it, mm. right? Goa was different. The other thing about this trip to India was like, so you have the the wedding, right? And there's a schedule. So every day we have to be, it says, okay, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, whatever, (laughs) right? Okay, so it says 12 o'clock. We're there at 12. Was no, one's Indian st- <laughs> no one's there until two. It's Indian standard time, Tina. In, oh, you I, didn't get the memo. Do you know what? Funny enough, the same thing happened in the Caribbean, okay? <laughs> we're we're chilling. 1 p.m. boat party, okay? We're like there at 1 p.m. Uh-huh. What time do we leave? 2.45. <laughs> I swear, I swear. So I think that just messes with my head. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. the beach in Goa was just out of this world. Actually, yeah, it just was this really wide, Mm. beautiful, sandy beach, right? I love beaches like that. I think just the sheer size of the country, right? And in many different regions. I mean, clearly there is more to see than just what I saw, right? And I must give it another go. 
I must. You must. So, you know, with all these places that you went around, like from New Zealand to India, do you have a hidden gem that you want to give us today? Actually, I think two places. Okay. Yeah, two hidden gems. So the first one is the Four Seasons Mm -hmm. in Hoi An. Oh, Hoi An is such a lovely place. Yes, Mm. we absolutely loved it. I mean... The Four Seasons itself, of course, is a beautiful hotel. Property. But we also were able to go into Hoi An. We had dinners there, which was, you know, really authentic cuisine. Isn't that one of the loveliest oh, little towns? So cute, with the little lamps and uh, everything. And so many uh, yeah. food options, so many restaurants. Yes. Yeah. And you know what it's also actually well known for is mm. the tailoring. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and you can get overnight suits and uh, dresses made. And Absolutely. Did yeah. you get some? No, done? we didn't in the end. I would love to go back. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Beautiful and which place. is the second one? And the other one is actually the Bay of Arcachon, oh. which is near Bordeaux, west uh-huh. coast in France. Yeah. And they have the, it's called the Dune de Pula. Mm. Pula is uh, one of the little towns on the coast and it's the biggest sand dune in Europe. Wow. It's there. So I used to take one of my girlfriends and we would do the camping. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is another one which I haven't been back to in a long time, but I absolutely loved it. That sounds yeah. very, very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Let's go around the world a little more now. Yes. So let's go and have breakfast okay. and lunch and dinner, and dinner. at three okay. different places. Okay. Take us to In three different world. places. Okay. Yeah. So if we had to go for breakfast... I would go to a little town called Burford, which is in the Cotswolds in the UK. How nice. And I would have a smoked salmon with scrambled eggs and avocado on toast. Yummy. At Burford House on Burford High Street in Burford. That Ooh, was it's lovely. B and B, okay. You know, and uh, my husband took me there many, many years ago. This mm-hmm. was before children, BC, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> BC, BC, before children. So we went to visit Burford House, and this is where I first ever mm. had a smoked salmon, scrambled egg, avocado on toast breakfast. Oh, yeah. And since then, that is my favorite breakfast. So okay. For lunch, I would take you to Hoi An. <laughs> we're going back to Hoi An. <laughs> and we're going to have one of their famous foes. Yeah, I, I love, love pho. Yeah. Oh, my God. A we good pho is a good pho. Oh, my God. Good pho. Honestly. Yeah. And you know what I like about it as well? It's super healthy. Mm-hmm. It's light. Mm-hmm. It's nutritious. Mm-hmm. You know, the stock mm-hmm. that they use. I mean, yeah. all the spices and herbs that go in there is yeah. delicious. And then for dinner, I'm going to take you to Paris. Ooh, nice. Yes. And we're going to have a seafood platter. Okay. At Le Grand Colbert, which is a a brasserie restaurant, sort of a typical Parisian brasserie, Mm -hmm. very near to the Louvre in Paris. Okay. Yes. But, you know, it's so nice to always connect food to travel. Like, it's just not food, but it's the culture around food and everything else. And that just makes it all even more interesting, Mm. you know. Mm. But again, you know, we get everything here in Dubai. Oh, my God, yes. So, you know, we can get all of that. We can get a fur here. We can get your smoked salmon here. And we can get a really nice Parisian meal here in Dubai as well. So when you're here Mm. in Dubai... 
what are the three places <laughs> that you would like to have yeah. breakfast, lunch and dinner? Okay. So I guess breakfast, just mm. to stay with the same sort of smoked salmon mm-hmm. uh, line, Hampton's Cafe. Mm. And there are many different outlets, but I still really like the one on Jumeirah Beach Road mm-hmm. because when, if you get the a original table, one, the original yeah. one, yeah. yeah. If you get a table up on the top floor, yeah. you actually have sea views, right? right? Yeah. You can see the ocean. Lunch, one of my all-time favorites here, Din Tai Fung. I mean, you can't beat that. But yeah, Din, Din Tai Fung usually in Mall of the Emirates. And then dinner, I would take you to Nine Square Hot Pot on Jumeirah Beach Road. Do you know oh, this one? Oh, I don't know this one. It's very social. You can sit there for an hour and a half to two hours, just Lovely. slowly, slowly, you know, grazing your way through your meal. Yeah. I love this one as well because it's, again, great hangout with friends mm-hmm. or family. They even have these little private rooms where you can seat up to eight people in one room. I love, I love oh a good God, hot, hot pot. pot is so good. Let's come back now to your favorite destination, which yes. is Dubai. Yes. And uh, for anyone who wants to visit Dubai or the UAE, yes. which activity or experience would you highly recommend that they should do? Yeah. Do you know, there are so many on there. It's, there are. It, it, there uh, are. Spoiled for choice again. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really difficult to put my finger on one. What we recently did with Reset Fitness, mm. we did a little social outing where we went for a hike, mm. Jebel Jais. People think Dubai, they don't think mountains. Mountains, right? Correct. It's only an hour's drive. And it's a beautiful uh, drive. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a lovely drive. Yeah. And then up in the mountains, we had the most wonderful time. That's a unique experience. And then, of course, if we wanted to add something else, there are some fantastic desert safari experiences as well. Mm -hmm. So the company is called Platinum Heritage, and they offer very different experiences, including dinner in the desert with a telescope. So Mm -hmm. it's like stargazing. Not the typical belly dancing not at all none of that we had a, a night safari right so they actually stop and they look for the animals at night time right oh this is see really them with nice the, with the yeah. eyes and the light yeah. right we got out and we we looked at scorpios obviously mm-hmm. the kids were there mm-hmm. so that was interesting and then you go and have your dinner at a little sort of camp and then after that you basically then sit and they have this really big telescope and it was actually a full moon night when we went okay which kind of does two things it's amazing to see the moon through mm. the telescope, mm. but you don't see quite as many stars because the moon is so bright. Yeah, yeah? yeah. But obviously with the telescope, it was super, super interesting. It's actually in one of the heritage sites that is owned by Sheikh. Mm. It's like a nature reserve mm. where you go in, right? Mm. So it's fenced off. It's not just going out yeah. into the desert. Absolutely highly recommend that mm. one. So now summer's approaching, Tia, and everyone's going away Mm. everywhere. (laughs) I know you will go back to Portugal. Portugal, But what are you looking forward to next in travel? What is on your bucket list? So actually, every year, my mother and I go on a mother-daughter trip. Yeah. How nice. So we started with a trip to the Maldives. Mm-hmm. The year after we went to Cape Town. Mm-hmm. The year after that, we had booked to go to Japan. Oh. And unfortunately, that was April 2020. So COVID. we had to cancel it. So Japan and, is waiting. Oh, my God. Japan is definitely waiting. And Bali. My mom desperately wants to go to mm-hmm. Bali. Uh, and then also the East Coast in the US. So Maine. Okay. Uh, inspired Why Maine in by particular? Seafood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All it's, right. it's yeah. well known for seafood. Yeah. Um, so we were actually looking at doing the US, mm. uh, starting at Maine, then passing through Yellowstone, and then finishing off in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, so, so you go from the East yeah, Coast to the West Coast? To the West Coast, Coast okay. basically, yeah. Okay. So that is the plan for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so either Japan or we do the US, yeah. 
So well, I hope you get to do all these countries. And I hope mom gets to do all these <laughs> yeah, countries. And you know? Yeah, and I hope your mom gets to go and you get to go and you have this really amazing yeah. mother-daughter trip. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. And yeah. I'm looking Thank forward you. to listening and hearing to those stories. Now, talking to you, I'm so inspired to be fit <laughs> on all my travels because yes. sometimes it's a chore, like you it, said. Yes, you know, yes. sometimes you really think about like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Should I really go on that walk or mm. should I just mm -hmm. go have yeah. some wine? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> so of course. Of course. Like, but, you know, then at that point you go, actually, let's go for the walk, walk first and then, then we have the wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope that you have a fantastic time in your happy place. And I'm looking forward to all your travels. And I hope, just like you, we are all as motivated and inspired to keep up with fitness every day and especially when we travel. Thank you, Tina. And I hope the journey of your life keeps getting more and more interesting. Thank you so much, Mush. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I hope our conversations have fueled your wanderlust and inspired you to explore the world in new and exciting ways. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep up with our latest episodes. And if you want to be the first to know who's joining me next week, come and follow me on Instagram. I'm at Mosh Travels. I would love to know what you think, what kind of travel stories and guests you would like me to cover. You can find all the episodes and destinations mentioned by all the guests on my website, moshtravels.com. Thanks for listening and until next time, safe travels and keep adventuring.